Reactor online. Sensors online. Weapons online. All systems nominal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unicorn Company podcast. Starting off today, let's talk about what's going on in the news. Uh, first of all, Catalyst has released an Urban Mech Company box for those of you out there who love this little machine. Um, the Urban Mech Company goes for $59.99 on the web store. Um, otherwise, there isn't really, hasn't been too much uh, out of Catalyst since Gen Con. We do have Dominions Divided, which is supposed to come out in the fourth quarter of this year, as well as the Mercenaries Kickstarter that should be coming out sometime soon. As for our friends over at Ironwind Metals, it looks like the new sculpts of the Battlemaster, which can be built in the 1G or 1GB variant, and the Awesome, which can be built in the 8R or 8RT, are available. Both models come in at $22.95 each. Uh, checking the forums, it doesn't look like there's anything mentioned about any more fan-funded machines for the time being. Though if something does come up, I'll be sure to mention it in a future podcast. So with the news out of the way, let's get into the main subject for the night. Um, it's sort of a twofold main subject. It is the prelude to Southern Assault 2, as well as looking at some of the more interesting things that I've come across while looking at building my force for the tournament. So, Southern Assault 2 is coming up in less than a month, and I have been theory crafting and list building. I've actually, at this point, painted multiple forces for it as I keep rebuilding the list, and I think I've finally settled on mercenaries. Before I talk about that, though, I want to talk about the tournament itself. Last year, it was 350 points, and you use your entire list. This year, it's 375, using your entire list again, and you're sort of faction and era limited as they want to stay in the spirit of your faction, so it's not a hard limit, it's more of a don't go too far outside of it. Um, they have been kind enough to share the scenarios from last year, and I will say that I wasn't the biggest fan of one of them, uh, which involved picking up an object in the middle of the table and moving it towards your side of the board. What I felt was a fatal flaw is that in order to pick up the objective, you had to stand completely still for one turn, which essentially turned the middle of the table into a meat grinder. And in most cases, the objective was never moved from its starting location. I think out of all the games, only one player succeeded in doing that. Otherwise, all the scenarios were pretty well balanced and thought out. I don't know if they plan on just reusing the scenarios again or if they plan on using new ones uh, for this year. I have a feeling that some of them may be changed from the ones used last year as to level the playing field for new players at the tournament. I will be attempting to get some interviews while I'm there. Nothing extensive, more like little short ones, um, a few questions like, you know, why people started playing Alpha Strike, what they think of the game, um, where they're from, obviously, because apparently a lot of people are traveling pretty far to get there. And I'm looking forward to seeing the guys from the Mech Bay podcast there this year. I actually played against one last year and didn't even realize that I was playing against another podcaster. Um, so that was kind of interesting. As far as the nuts and bolts of things with the tournament, as far as signups and registration, uh, there are only 19 slots left for the event as of recording. 
and until the 15th of this month, which is only a few days away, the tournament costs $30. After the 15th, that fee goes up to $35. Registration for the event will close on November 2nd, and that's actually why y'all are getting this in the middle of the week as opposed to on the weekend, because by then it would be $35. There's still a few days to get it get in at the $30 fee. Now, let's talk about what I've learned about designing a list using factions. I mean, this isn't anything new to me, as generally where I play, we use factions anyway. Um, but competitive versus casual play is a little bit different. And in my opinion, mercenaries are some of the most OP people in the game. I personally will be running mercenaries. I was planning on running Clan Protectorate, but Mercs gives me a chance to run a detachment from Unicorn Company, and this will be the first time that they have seen combat in a tournament setting. Specifically, I'm running a unit that is a tribute to my late wife Susie called Susie's Corsairs, which is a play on the Red Corsair theme, but are still part of Unicorn Company as a whole. So they'll have a somewhat unique paint scheme as compared to the rest of the unit. The thing that I think makes Mercs one of, if not the most powerful faction in the game, at least in the Ill Clan era, is that they have access to a large number of mechs, battle armor, and vehicles, which you normally can't combine, such as using mostly clan equipment while also having some of the most potent intersphere battle armor, such as the Tortoise and Marauder. Because of this, combined with the limited units available in the Clan Protectorate, and a chance to get some awesome looking machines on the table, I've chosen to go with them. Yes, I am gaming the system a bit, but also I want to bring the most effective list I can to the game. Last year, the field was dominated by some very powerful battle armor, and this year I'll be joining that trend to have powerful, robust battle armor that will do some serious damage. Now that I've covered that though, I also want to do a review of another 3D file artist. I'm horrible at segues, aren't I? Uh, this time we'll be looking at the minis of, or the designs of Redline Workshop. Now, a quick disclaimer, Redline Workshop is one of the artists that is used by Mifkitty Minis. They did not pay me or give me anything to do this. It is just that I am very familiar with their work. What the Where the last artists I covered, Diong, I think it's, how you pronounce it, it's like more of a Y sound than a J, and I do apologize for mispronouncing it. And I'm still probably mispronouncing it, so I apologize. De Young Lewis Advanced Weapons does their models in a style similar to that of Mech Assault. Redline does their stuff with a look more similar to the miniatures that we're more familiar with, with less of a flair. The designs they put out are highly detailed, and with a few exceptions, I feel are done spectacularly. They have multiple tiers, which gives you either single-piece minis or high, higher tiers, so they come in multi-part kits, usually with separate torsos, arms, and finally with leg assemblies, making them pretty easy to construct and poseable to a degree. The only drawback to their parted minis is that they use flat uh, mating surfaces with no ball and socket setup, so you have to make sure that you line them up properly. On the plus side, though, at least on the single-piece models, they do provide both supported and unsupported files. Uh, the multi-part models, you have to support yourself. One other thing I will say is that scale-wise, at least on the heavier mechs, it seems to be off by a, by a little bit. 
Um, and usually I end up having to print them at about 85% of their size. Um, you'll want to make sure they're about the right size for the games when you print them. And also it's uh, the Battletech International 3D Printing Group has a list of all the measurements of the catalyst models, which is really useful when you're trying to get them lined up to match what the, um, you know, what these are. So now before I move on to our mech tech segment for the day, we have a word from our sponsor. Of all the Norse gods, there was one who stood above all. The one who was known as the Allfather, Odin. Odin was the greatest of the Norse gods. And now a mech that stands above all others bears his name. The Odin and the more advanced Odin Mark II. These mighty mechs are some of the heaviest battle mechs that exist. With their powerful weapons, they bring fear into the heart of the enemy as their footsteps shake the very ground. And now they can be yours to command at Mift Kitty Minis. Get yours today at miftkittyminis.bigcartel.com and rule the battlefield. Okay, so back to the show. Uh, today's mech tech will be focusing on a derivative of the spider, the Venom. So the Venom was designed during the clan invasion after the coordinator of the Draconis Combine had called for increased mech production. Nimakachi, the company that produces the spider, was looking towards the future, and instead of simply expanding their spider production lines and increasing the amount that they could build, they felt that a new design based on the spider using newer technology would help them have increased sales if and when the clan threat had subsided. In order to do this, they increased the mech by five tons to 35 tons, building the Venom around a massive 280 XL engine, allowing it to keep the same ground speed as the original spider. The mech is built on a standard structure and clad in three and a half tons of ferrofibrous armor. For cooling, the Venom uses 12 single heat sinks due to the Draconis Combine's lack of double heat sinks during the 3050s. It has eight jump jets, which give it the same jump capacity as the original Spider, making it very maneuverable and, hard, and a hard target to kill. The Venom has powerful offensive capabilities with four highly accurate medium pulse lasers which help to negate the instability of firing while jumping and make it a very deadly knife fighter. The battle value of the SDR-9K Venom is 798. So there are three variants of the Venom. The first of which is the SDR-9KA. This is a simple variant of the base Venom with the removal of a pulse laser in exchange for even heavier armor making the Venom a bit more resilient and giving it a battle value of 865. The next variant, and a far more extreme modification of the Venom, is the SDR-9KB. This variant removes a pulse laser as well as two jump jets to allow for the addition of a heat sink, a machine gun with the needed ammunition, and some additional armor. The addition of the machine gun does make it the make that does make the mech far better when dealing with infantry and 
the 9KB has a battle value of 769. The last variant of the Venom is the SDR-9KC. This variant is a full-on rebuild of the design. The 9KC is built on an endosteel frame, weighing half as much as the standard frame of the, the 9K Venom, with 11 double heat sinks, giving it far superior cooling to the original Venom as well. The 9KC does carry three medium pulse lasers instead of the four, and um, also has a C3 slave unit, making it an excellent recon mech. Now, in addition to all this, it doubles the armor protection of the 9K Venom, carrying seven tons of ferrofibrous armor, making it far harder to kill than the, the original Venom, and it gives it a battle value of 939. So, now that we've taken a look at why can't I talk? Now that we've taken a look at the mech in classic Battletech, let's take a look at it in Alpha Strike. Starting with the Venom SDR-9K, the mech is a striker that is type battle mech size one with a target movement modifier of three and movement of 16 jumping. It has damage values of two at short and medium, doesn't have anything at long, and has an overheat of one. It has armor and structure of two each, and for specials, it has the energy special ability for a point value of 25. Moving to the 9KA, it is literally the same mech as the 9K with a couple of differences. First of all, it has one more point of armor, and it loses the overheat ability. Uh, this slight difference puts it at 27 points. Next up, we've got the 9KB, um, which is also a striker. Battle mech size one, team MF3, has a movement of 16 with 12, 12 jump. Uh, the mech has damage values of three at short, two at medium, zero at long, no overheat ability. Uh, has armor of three, structure of two, with special of jump week one, and actually comes in at more points at 28. Um, and finally, we have the 9KC, and this is the most expensive of the variants, coming in at 33 points. Now, what you get for this increase in points is improvement in durability, as far as the main thing, and also reconnaissance capabilities, um, C3 network capabilities. Has the same base profile as the 9K Venom for type, movement, TMM, roll, all that stuff. Has a damage value of 2 at short and at medium. No long-range damage once again. No overheat. It has 4 armor and 2 structure with specials of C3 Slave, Energy, and Mech HQ1. So, this is essentially as, you know, the, the furthest evolution of the Venom, literally. It's, it's the best of, of all the variants as far as capabilities. Uh, mind you, you are paying for the C3, which is something you should always remember when taking a C3 mech, as I've covered before, um, because it's assumed that it's in a network, even if it isn't, as far as points. So overall, the Venom is a really good evolution of the Spider, uh, both in Battletech and in Alpha Strike, and I would say that it finally comes, to, you know, comes into its own on the 9KC. Uh, and quite frankly, it's a very powerful short-range monster. 
I really would not want to be dealing with one of these because it can probably get behind you and stay there with no problems. Now, finally, I would like to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, first of all is to our newest patron, Nathan Riebling. And I just want to let you know that you and our other patrons make this podcast possible. Um, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. And I thank you very much for it. I thank all of my patrons for that. Um, and finally, I would like to give a shout out to the Memory Court. They gave us a shout out on their last episode, which it was great seeing them put out another episode. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, you really should. Uh, they are really great people. And, um, you know, I don't know. There's nothing bad that I can say about them. They, they're they're awesome. So, I mean, yeah, this has been a short episode, and I apologize for that, but I wanted to get this out to talk about the tournament, to talk about, you know, that, you know, get it out there that, hey, there's only a few more days to get the lowered rate. And, um, you know, I really hope to see some of you there at, uh, at Southern Assault 2. It... You know, it's just something that I'm really looking forward to. And if anybody does want to talk to me and be on the show, um, I will be more than happy to, uh, you know, to talk to you. Um, also, I've heard that the Mech Bay guys will be there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them. I think I mentioned that earlier. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Also, by the way, um, some of you may be familiar with Tuck Davian. Davian depends on, I guess it depends on what part of the Fed Suns you live in, how you pronounce it. It's like the redneck version is probably Davian. Uh, and then like near New Avalon, it's Davion. Um, anyway. He is planning a trip next year for the Southeast U.S. Uh, to go to different stores. He's planning on being at Southern Assault 3 if it's being held, and I really hope it will be. Um, you know, I don't see any problems as, you know, as long as everybody who's running it wants to keep running it, I think, you know, it's an awesome event and, um, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that because me and Tuck have talked a lot and he's a really great, you know, Tuck's a really great person and I really enjoy, you know, enjoy talking to them and, um, keep an eye out in the next couple of weeks because there should be something showing up there uh from from that i painted up for him for his birthday that will just you know be getting there i i have to mail it out still i'm i'm horrible about that like anyway so yeah i tuck will have a, a small small little group of mix coming soon um and i think that's about it Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention, because I have had, like, okay, so I haven't been able to go play practice games for the for the tournament. Um, I am working on a, uh, and it's sort of inspired by the Heroes of the Aturi cluster from X-Wing. Um, I'm working on an AI very rapidly, because I need to have it done within the next few days so I can practice against, against it. Um Right now, I'm looking at just being able to make it do stand-up fights, but I'll be trying to add the ability for it to have um, 
to secure objectives and stuff like that. It's a pretty simple AI. Um, and hopefully that'll be done soon. Also, hopefully soon I'll have the Unicorn 350 format out, which I'm hoping to be able to get somebody to pick up news at a tournament. Um, and yeah, that is actually it for the night. So that's it for everything tonight, today, whatever it is where you are. Um, you know, uh, also, that, oh, one other thing I wanted to, to mention, if you like what I'm doing um, and you're not already a patron, you know, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash unicorn company. I've got a bunch of different tiers. Um, a couple of them, you actually get miniatures in the mail and then they're, uh, they're from if kitty minis, or if you just want instant gratification or almost instant, go to Miff kitty minis and, uh, order from there. So, um, oh, and until the end of the month at checkout, if you use the, uh, the code MECTOBER22 on orders of $50 or more, you get free shipping. So that is it for tonight. Y'all have a great day, great evening, great whatever it is where you are. This is Unicorn Actual signing off. Oh, you're still here? Uh, well, hot take. Kerensky was wrong and should have stayed. Later.